Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome today to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today is episode 705. And as you know, this is the podcast dedicated to helping you create your ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today, I have a special guest, uh, Mike Martin. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I kind of had a little bit of a glitch there. Sorry about that. But I appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, have this conversation. You're welcome. And I'm glad to have you. I was on Mike's podcast about being in the outdoors some time ago, and it turns out he lost the episode. So he's going to have to go scrounge that up again, and may, or maybe we'll do it again. But that's okay. He has interesting stories to tell. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, ultimate life is all these people that have everything all tuned up. And ultimate life is all about, you know, wealth and coolness, and it isn't. And so I had a little chat with Mike ahead of time about what's going on in his life right now. Mike, you just heard how I defined ultimate life and you've been listening to the show how how would you define the ultimate life you know i define it kind of as simplicity you know really enjoying and taking value within the things that really mean something to you and then stewardship because we all live and create this story from the moment we're born until the moment that we die and it's within you know your obligation your power to write the words that go on the page cool and then there's keep going oh i was gonna say then there's the whole learning you know the whole knowledge thing because if you learn one thing each day you're able to improve that vocabulary that goes into that story and you enrich it and it ultimately becomes you know a better way of life for yourself well i love that um <clears throat> story is such a big deal. So you use the word that I don't hear a lot. I want you to talk a little bit more about it. Stewardship. What is that? And uh, what do you mean by using it? We have stewardship. So talk a little bit more about that because I love it and it's an important word, but I don't think it's used a lot. So tell me what you, what is that? You know, it's really prevalent within the outdoor community because we're conservationists. So therefore we're stewards of the land and you know, the animals that live in it. And it's our job to take care of it. And a big part of that comes with, you know, the knowledge and the understanding, taking the time to learn so you can make educated and informed decisions. And I've kind of broke that down to this concept of taking, you know, the stimuli, whatever's going on in the moment that's getting you to where you have to respond. You kind of slow down for a minute and you step back and you think and assess all of the principal elements that are within it. And then you respond because if you respond in the moment, you're bound to, you know, inevitably trip up and cause some kind of havoc that you have to go back and correct later, as opposed to if you stop and you take the informed response, then you're kind of ruling a lot of that out because, you know, you've got a lot clearer eyesight. 
So that's a fabulous definition. And you're using it in the context of land stewardship, animal stewardship, the earth that we have been given to live on and, and use and to nurture at the same time. And I guess I'm going to ask you the really obvious question. Does that principle, or I, obviously it does. So talk about how that principle of stewardship, slowing down, taking assessment of all the stuff around you and making better decisions. How does that play into our lives, our relationships and things, and not just what you've described, which is good stewardship of the land? I think in our everyday life, you know, we hit these aspects where stress and burnout and everything just kind of goes on to autopilot. So we don't necessarily put a lot of focus into the thought process of the things that are triggering these responses. So it gets back to that taking control over your, your response, taking the time to kind of think it out a little bit. And, um, you know, I can give an example being, uh, the very first uh, stages of reconnecting with a child of mine, you know, her mother fought every single step that I did was trying to trigger me to lash out and argue and all these things. And when those moments would come up, sure, for me, they were in text message form. So I had the opportunity to kind of think about it before I responded. However, when it came to that step of being face to face, that gave me enough practice to be able to say, okay, you just triggered me with that, but this is the response because the, this is the kind of person that I want to project that I am and that I want to be. So it gave me the opportunity to slow down and, you know, present myself in that more calm, collective, educated response. So you've said something that is at the core of all the work that I do, and that is the word I want to you said the word I, person I want to project and then you added to it and said, no, the person I want to be. And it is that message. Like who, who do you want to be in the world, in every situation? And I love the fact that you referred to that. There's no, and so that's made a difference in reconnecting with your daughter. Absolutely. With taking that stewardship over it, taking the time to, you know, project who I truly am in that calm, educated, controlled fashion provides a safe space for her to adjust and be able to kind of navigate her feelings and, you know, express her concerns and kind of just all around get used to the situation. So I love I that. that Keep going. Oh, I was going to say, I think that really applies to really any relationship that we have. You know, it doesn't have to be something as powerful as a reconnection. It can be, you know, with a coworker at work. If you're the guy that is constantly spazzing out and, you know, getting all worked up over the stress that comes through the day, then you're not projecting anything more than a toxic and combative environment, you know, around you, that's the energy that's coming off you. However, if those stressors are happening and you're taking the time to resolve them in a more relaxed type environment and type energy, then you're, you're contributing to the solution as opposed to being a part of the problem. 
So I love that. And I love, agree with everything you're saying that intentional response is creating who you want to be and the energy you want to have in your world. Every person, me and everybody else that is on the process of creating that life of purpose, prosperity, and joy has a little bit different, different, different definition. And we talked about that at the start, but we've also had to overcome the voices in our head, the challenges, the noise, all that sort of stuff, stuff life throws at us or other people. Talk a little bit about challenges you have faced and have overcome or are in that uh, help you see and learn what you've learned and are, are part of your journey to this, to this place you're at now. You know, I think a lot of the journey has been nothing more than a train wreck that was, uh, the freight train of being wanting to be a rock star derailed and not exactly knowing how to navigate into what was going on. And as I told you earlier, before we started this, you know, based on my second divorce, there was uh, a massive upheaval. I wound up homeless and without anybody there around me. So I had to uh, go back and relearn. I think the most important skill, which is trusting myself. And through trusting myself, I began to figure out how to create the surroundings around me and, you know, the story that I wanted to live. And when I got to pull that off, I, you know, started walking up the staircase and got myself back into that better place where I had this bigger understanding and I dived into philosophy a lot. And that was, you know, that's become a big principle to my life. And I apply that a lot to the outdoors. And I hit the second, um, I guess you could call speed bump in the road where I'm back to being homeless and living in my truck, bouncing between, you know, wherever I can find and stuff like that. But this time, this go around is a lot different because you can never step into the same river twice. And this time standing in that river, things are a lot more powerful for me. I'm a lot more anchored. I have a lot more uh, skills in the survival backpack as far as trust and that ability to hold the pin and write the story. So I'm working my way back up the path on that with that kind of a mindset. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love that. And the reason I wanted you, I'm grateful. I'm truly grateful that you mentioned that because so often people think, well, if I'm broke or if I'm struggling, I'm not okay. And it's not okay if people know that. I talked to a lady last night at a networking event. Was it last night? Yeah, it was just last night. And she was talking about a relationship she'd had that was a a huge failure and this uh, man had taken advantage of her and took all of her money and then left her and she'd spent all this time raising his kid and anyway she was single then like now and was talking to me she's working and she had a decent job but she just was you know devastated that this had happened and uh, she was not broke broke but all the savings and she had had a house and it was gone and everything and so the idea that you have to have a bunch of cash to be okay is not true. She was okay. She was happy. I told her, you know, you don't present with as victim energy. You're presenting as positive and a person who's got momentum and trying to do something, even though this stuff just happened to you. And what you've just said reminds me a little of that. So 
do you feel you feel grounded? Are you happy now at this moment, even though you don't have everything you want? Are you happy? I really am. But you know what? After that story and considering that in the intro, you mentioned how we have talked before. I do have to stop and I do have to thank you for that conversation that me and you had done about forgiveness, because that inspired me enough to be able to get over that hurdle to where even though in the state that I'm in now where, you know, I'm working a day job and just barely getting by, you know, wherever I'm popping my head is where I pop my head. I could say, Hey, I'm the victim again. And it's all because of that divorce and everything like that. But following that conversation that we had said some seeds were being where I'm at now. I'm happy with where I'm at because I've been able to make peace with all those things I used to be a victim about. Okay. I I really appreciate you saying that. And it's so true. And thank you uh, for blaming it on our conversation. That's nice. (laughs) You you know, whatever, but you know, we just, every moment we breathe air, we have the opportunity to add something to the world besides carbon dioxide. And if we carry negative energy, we, we add negative energy. We add victimhood. We add sadness. We add a black hole that sucks the life out of, anything and everything around us. And what you've said is you've made the decision and have executed on that in terms of your mindset and attitude to not be mad, to not be frustrated, negative, blaming. And you say, okay, here I find myself in my truck, living in my truck, working a day job, but I'm on the road to doing something more. And I love that. And I want you to talk a little bit about your music because you said part of this whole thing was you being a frustrated or not successful rock star or something. And I asked you before we started (laughs) if you had a guitar and you said, now you do. So uh, I'm a musician. I love it. I compose and everything else. And you know that. So talk to me about your music, because one of the things I always say is don't die with your music inside. So tell us a little about that. Well, I grew up playing guitar, bass, and drums, in and out of tons of bands. And ultimately, um, I can't remember the exact year, but early 2000s, the last band broke up. Broke up. I was very burnt out. I threw it all away. Fast forward, you know, 12, 13 years, we have the pandemic. I'm going through the upheaval of the second divorce. And I say to myself, you know, I need a positive coping mechanism. That mechanism was always music before. So I reached out to, uh, you know, I'm going to give the cheap plug, Mike Carey at Mike Carey Music, who uh, growing up, he was always my quote unquote music equipment dealer. He, uh, I'd walk into a store, see something, he'd tell me, take it, just pay him later. And with the lockdown going on, you know, you weren't allowed into stores and this and that. So when I reached out and you know, he agreed to sell me the guitar, the guitar to start playing again. It wound up being a quote unquote back alley music deal <laughs> where uh, <laughs> we met in an alley secretly at like 5 a.m. And I bought the guitar and you know what? I've been happy and joyful that I've gotten to add music back into my life. I, I love that. And I can't. I can't tell you how much that means to me because closing my studio and paving over that whole part of my life and living without it for um, a bunch of years, 12 years from 2000 
1995 to 2007 is what destroyed me and caused a lot of addictions and other problems, that conflict of wanting to do something and feeling like I was, quote, supposed to do something else. So your example is near and dear to my heart in the back back alley music slash drug deal. No drugs involved, but back alley music deal. <laughs> five in the morning with pandemic being the law and the drug, you know, and the analogy, all you guys will get it. But anyway, that's just wonderful. So I want, I don't even know if this is an appropriate question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. We'll just go where it goes. I always ask guests if they want to find out more about you uh, or or to, f- to hear more of your story or to connect in some way, is, is that okay if I ask how to, how can they do that? Absolutely. I love adding new members to our camp all the time. So um, I run a podcast and a blog. They're both, they're called Project Mindfully Outdoors. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, and um, just about everywhere else that podcasts exist. I'm nowhere near up there in the numbers of you, but um, I, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I just, I just recent recently jumped to uh, releasing a new episode every day. So there's a new episode. There's a new blog. You can find the blog at project mindfully outdoors.wordpress.com. Um, we're active on uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, project mindfully outdoors. And then of course, uh, you know, if you want to reach out directly, you can look me up, Mike Martin, or you can uh, shoot me an email at projectmindfullyoutdoors at gmail.com. So I'm going to say that really slowly because oftentimes, especially when you've got a name like mine, Kellen Flukiger, people don't know how to spell it. Project Mindfully Outdoors, all one word, is his podcast dot wordpress.com if you're looking for the blog if you're looking for the podcast it is that and mike martin and this is an extraordinary story of someone who has made who's in the middle of some of those bumps that we have who's made the choice to take stewardship to reconnect with a coping mechanism and a soothing and a and a gift mechanism of music and then making the jump to to sharing pieces of the journey every day. And I can tell you, doing it myself, the everyday podcast is a lot of work. So I really, our time's long up, but I appreciate you coming and being with us today, Mike. Absolutely. I appreciate the time. This has been an honor and a privilege. I was looking forward to this. Super good. All right. So I want you to go back and take the opportunity to listen through this because so often people think, oh, you know, uh, prosperity and joy, but he's got a lot of money. So this is a guy who's made, he's got some rough stuff and you guys know my history. You know, there's all kinds of boatloads of that too. But at this moment in the rough stuff and making a choice to take stewardship of his life, slow down and make good decisions, to let forgiveness change how he's being toward his ex, to let his love and stewardship recreate relationship with his daughter, and to move forward in creating his ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stop.